Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe and get involved. Hey everyone, hello, welcome back to Question This Life. If you're a returning listener, you're someone who's listened to the show before, I really appreciate you, thank you so much for tuning in again. And if this is the first time you're listening, welcome, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoy this episode, and as it's the first time that you've ever tuned in, and you've landed here on this show, uh, there are literally... 500 million podcasts that you could choose from and for some reason you have chosen this one or the algorithm has presented you with this one please 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 do like share and subscribe make sure that you uh, get all of the episodes as they come out in your feeds wherever you found this on and I'd also suggest it would be a good idea if this is the first time that you're listening to the show to go and look at the other episodes that have been. Um, there's 29 episodes there, and uh, a whole bunch of topics have been covered in that time. I'm very diligent with the write-up on each episode. The description has a very clear description of what actually was said and the key topics that were discussed. And I'm sure that there's something out there in these episodes for you. So if you're into any of these kind of uh, alternative topics such as, uh, you know, lucid dreaming, uh, building your own empire from scratch, spirituality versus science versus religion, lost ancient high technology, ancient civilizations, all kinds of stuff really. There's a lot of stuff that's been discussed. Um, I talk a lot about um, psychology, philosophy, and especially in the last few months, I've been focusing a lot on my individual journey in terms of becoming a entertainer, stand-up comedian, freelancer, voice actor, and a whole bunch of other stuff that I do. And uh, my musings, my thoughts, trying to give you guys the most personal and raw version of myself so that maybe someone can get a little bit of value from that, perhaps start thinking about what they're doing, thinking about the time that they're spending in their life and really maximizing everything that you can do and achieve here on this plane. So it really is great to be here and uh, let's start the podcast. So today I want to talk about a couple of topics. The first thing I want to talk about is something that I'm not very good at. Um, It's something that funnily enough, kind of creates good podcasts. But in real life, in day-to-day life, it can be a little bit of a hindrance in many ways. Just like everything, it's got its positive and negative vibe. But what I'm talking about is being succinct. Being succinct. Getting to the point quickly with your words. This is something that I've kind of always struggled with. Um, maybe if you're listening to this podcast, you've noticed it. I'm very long-winded. 
I tend to kind of, uh, I talk and talk. And it's funny because my personality, I did a um, the Understand Myself and self-authoring program, which I've uh, linked many, many times in the show description in the episodes to this show. Um, I did those tests and I found out some very interesting things about my personality. So one interesting dichotomy that sits there within my uh, makeup, let's say, is that I'm partly quite withdrawn. I'm not a... I'm not the kind of person that feels the need to impose their thoughts or words or actions into a situation, especially a social situation with people, especially if I don't know the people well. And at the same time, once I'm engaged with someone or something, or I'm I'm kind of enjoying the vibe or enjoying a conversation or feeling like... Uh, There's some kind of synergy happening, whether it's we're learning together, we're growing together, we're debating, we're having an interesting um, conversation with someone I know well or someone I don't know well. At that point, I feel much more free. And it's almost like I can allow my stream of thought, my stream of consciousness to come out. This is quite a, a strange dichotomy because... From what I read when I did those tests, when I um, studied the these personality tests, is that it's not so typical to be uh, high in extroversion and creativity and, uh, you know, willingness to speak to people and so on once you're in a dialogue with them. And then also low in uh, the initiative to make that first jump let's say so high in withdrawal um if there's a social situation going on there's a few people in a circle and uh this happens a lot because if you're someone who listens to the show regularly you'll know that i'm a stand-up comedian and very often when you're hanging in a circle with other comedians it's a lot of the time these people are are you know they're so uh they have such loud personalities and so much to say and their whole makeup, their whole personality makeup is that they are that loud, extroverted person that just wants to be heard, has so much to say, is very often hilarious and loves having the attention of the room, loves, um, you know, bringing their inner voice out and just becoming the, the, the center of attention in the room. Now, I have an element of that in me, definitely. There's a part of my personality that's like that. But it's not it's not as strong as the others. So I, I'll stand in a circle with a with a, a bunch of comedians, especially if they're ones that I don't know so well or haven't really vibed with. Really, I won't I won't say much. I'll kind of just stay quiet. Occasionally, if something really is burning to come out, or I think I've got a, a very good or funny or clever or thoughtful or interesting observation or something that I feel will really add to the conversation, then I'll say it. It's not that I'm completely introverted and, and shy. If the other people are, are, are having a, a, a hurricane of a conversation and it's just going back and forth and they're having a good time and da-da-da-da, I'm kind of like okay to just be a hangout guy. I can kind of just be in that circle, vibing with that thing, jumping in, jumping out. Maybe go see what other people are doing. Do you know what I mean? I don't get so drawn into that. There's some people who will walk into the green room, you know, the, the, the back room where 
the comedians all hang before the show. And they walk in and they just make a huge entrance. They're like, yeah, what's up? Woo! High fives. Bang, bang, bang. How you doing, man? Yeah, what's going on? Great spot last night. I'm hosting this new show. You look terrible. You look great. Blah, blah, blah. Here's this thing. Oh, my God. Did you guys hear about... And, and you know what I mean? Like those, There are those kinds of people that just come in and just own the energy. And uh, there are other people who come in and they're, they're very shy, very quiet, very introverted. It almost feels like they're giving off a don't talk to me energy. Like, I don't want to be part of this conversation. I'm not in any of those extremes. I'm definitely somewhere in the middle, probably leaning a bit more towards the quiet side most of the time. Um, but something that I'm uh, working on at the moment, something that I'm very conscious of, something that I know needs work and the work is underway, is that I find it quite hard to take the thoughts that are in my head, so the ideas, the musings, whatever you might want to call it, your creativity, your inner voice, your inner monologue. And so taking that and then translating that into a quick, succinct, clear sentence or trail of thought in conversation with someone else, with one person, with a few people. That's something I find quite quite challenging. You know, my, I don't know what it is specifically, but I'm just going to sort of think out loud a little bit here. There's a time, there are times when I think I have like an idea and then, you know, there's a few people talking like this person says something, that person says something, that person says something. Then I have an idea. I'm like, ooh, this would jump in. Sometimes I feel like I miss that beat. I miss the chance, the timing to get the word out. So I think like, oh, it's too late now. So I might as well just not say it and then just wait till the next opportunity to say something. So let's say like one round goes past. I've essentially missed my turn to speak in my in my mind. I'm not saying that I have, but this is just how it feels. And uh, I'll quite, quite happily just kind of coast a little bit longer, just enjoy the vibe and then jump in when I feel like the next opportunity is. Another thing that happens is I'll have an idea, I'll have a thought and I've got the perfect slot open. There it is. There's the moment just to, to present what I want to say into the room. And I say it and it's not quite exactly it doesn't quite make as much sense when I say it as it did in my head. So maybe I'll start the sentence and I'll say like 20 to 30 to 40 percent of it. And I'm realizing as I'm saying it that the thought is not quite as crystallized and clear in in spoken word as it was as a embryonic idea in my brain, let's say. So I sometimes find myself chasing myself so my thoughts are now chasing the words that are already halfway out of my mouth and to other people or you know to the conversation that I'm doing that I'm having it might seem a little bit disjointed it's like okay but what is it what is the exact what is the point that you're trying to make man and then I kind of have to sort of gather myself and just be like what I'm trying to say is 
da 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 And it might take like two or three tries to get the crux of what I want to say out. And by that point, the conversation has moved on, the energy has moved on, people are bored, people are looking around. That's another thing notorious, another notorious uh, aspect of comedians usually is a low attention span. Because we're all training this skill of keeping people's attention and playing with their attention and speaking to them and connecting with them. So if you're in a group of people who are all doing that all the time, every single night with with audiences, it's quite difficult to navigate those waters with each other and try and and to keep everyone's attention and to be insightful. Um, So that's why a big reason is I don't put so much pressure on myself um, to be this like funny, insightful, uh, interesting person in every single conversation that I have with every single comedian or every single friend or every single uh, stranger. That's something that I learned that really helped me to be not so uh, stressed and, and freaked out. <laughs> I don't owe anyone anything. I don't owe anyone my opinion, my thoughts. I should only really give that out if if it feels right, if I really want to. I shouldn't like kill myself just because I didn't say this thing that I wanted to say or whatever. Um, or feel like I have to say something or have to do something. Um, but I'm doing it a little bit now. So obviously I'm thinking out loud my thoughts that are in my mind and I'm trying to formulate this into a coherent idea, something that you as a listener, someone who I've never met before, very likely, maybe someone who's on the other side of the world, can um, absorb and kind of understand what it is that I'm trying to say. And what I'm trying to say is, I find it hard to get to that crux, to get to that moment, to, to say something in a succinct and clear way, in the right timing, that just lands. And I feel like it's done my idea and my thought a service and not a disservice. And that gets the message that I want to get across clearly in a way that's relatively fast. Now, this is something, again, that I ha- I always have to draw these parallels to comedy because that's the thing that I'm doing the most at the moment with my life. That's my main focus. Uh, there's this aspect of comedy, which is get to get to it quickly. You know, when you when you tell a joke or a story, it's so hard. Like this is one of the hardest things that I've experienced as a comedian. And this is something that all of the comedians who I've spoken to have said is something that you need to uh, uh, get better at. Also the pros, the people who are, you know, these successful podcasters and stand up comedians who tour the world and so on. Many of them say being succinct and getting to the point is so important because you think when you're telling a story or you're telling a joke that all these details are important, all these extra things that don't actually influence the story are important. And it's up to you with the time, you know, you you go up on stage every night, multiple times per night, trying to hone the stories and to chop away the unnecessary fat. There's a, a great comedian called Tony Hinchcliffe and his uh, one of his mottos is you've got to kill your babies. As brutal as that sounds, you have a, uh, a inherited emotional attachment to 
your story or your bit or your joke or your idea. And for some reason, we've, we've attached to that and we feel like it has to come out in a certain way. When actually, it could be that 10% of what you're saying would be enough. 10% would achieve the goal that you wish to achieve in that moment and save you so much time to do other stuff, to talk about other stuff, to take a breath, to take a drink of water, to move on to the next topic, while still delighting the crowd or doing whatever it is that you wanted to do in that moment with the crowd or in a conversation, you can get there quickly. You can get there much more quickly if you're willing to, for lack of a better term, to kill your babies, to, to think like, what is it about this story that I'm attached to unnecessarily? Which part of this tale or this joke or this conversation or this idea that I'm presenting to this person, to these people, or, or on this call, or bumping into someone on the street, what, what, is, what is it that I want to say? What is it that I want to achieve? How do I want this to come out? What is the point, the crux of what I want to say? And uh, through that process, of course, if you do the same joke, 10 times in a week, it's very possible that you will be able to hone and remove unnecessary bits little by little until you get to the point when you've got this really great succinct piece. So it, could, it might have been a minute long to begin with and now you've got it down to like 10, 15 seconds. Instead of saying like, well, um, you know, <coughs> last week I was thinking about how uh, this thing happened, and uh, the reason that that was an important thing to me, this thing that happened last week was, uh, is because when I was a kid, something very similar happened to me, and that story goes a little bit something like this. I met my uncle. His name was Roger. Roger and I, we went back a long time. I actually think I met him. Do you know what I mean? Like, So I'm, I'm doing an exaggerated version, but you, you might think that all of those, those details are relevant and necessary, when really you could just be like, so, last week I was hanging out with my uncle Roger, and he said X. It, it could be that that is as clear and concise and succinct a description of the relationship that you have with this uncle Roger, as it could be that that's it could be that that's way more appropriate than all of the other extra details and the fact that you thought about this last week and all of these things that don't actually mean anything they don't mean anything to anyone else other than you so this uh being succinct element is something i'm really working on it's something i'm really trying to implement into my comedy into the live performances and also into real life it's something that I've definitely had some issues with in relationships before. I've had uh, uh, friendships where I've, and, and relationships, partnerships, where I was the person who couldn't get to the point quickly enough and it frustrated the other person. And I've also had many interactions and many, you know, serious relationships, serious friendships, long-term friendships, I was the one thinking like, oh my God, skip to the point. What are you trying to say? Like, just stop tiptoeing around the truth and just tell me it like it is. So I can also feel that frustration. You know, there's there's levels to this and there's people who I meet who are on a different level to me. 
in a bad way. You know, they're like worse off than I am in this sense. They're really, really not succinct. So I, I empathize with that because I struggle with it too. And uh, that's something that is really on my mind at the moment. So of course, with this kind of show, this podcast, I think my understanding of it is the episodes that I do that feel the best are the ones where I am truly just giving my inner consciousness to you, the listener. I'm really just openly speaking and thinking and allowing my thoughts to go left and right and to be uh, pulled in this direction and that direction. And then I remember this other thing and I start talking about that and then I go back to the original topic. And that's okay for this because here I am, I'm alone. This is just a monologue. This is, uh, there's no other stimulus here other than myself, my own thoughts, my own voice. It's a different equation when you're communicating with someone and you might have limited time with them, you might you definitely have a limited attention from them and it's all about getting to the crux of what you want to say quickly. Not rushing, not like uh, feeling forced and, and, and under pressure, but rather finding that, striking that balance between enchanting and creating a vibe and creating a story with quick succinct clear words that get you to the end quickly so um that's something that i'm definitely working on and i feel it as well like when you're in a deep conversation and you're struggling you know like you're struggling to get to those points i feel like i'm i always i almost sometimes like run out of air i'm like talking and i can feel like my throat is getting a bit dry and i'm like <gasps> because I'm saying so many words and the other person's kind of like listening and trying to zone in and being like, but what does that mean? What does that mean? And uh, it's just not a very comfortable experience. So um, that's definitely something I'm going to be working on. That's something I've noticed about myself and that I'm really trying to change and improve. There's loads of books about this. You know, there's the uh, Thinking Fast and Slow, which is a, a huge bestseller. It's one that I've taken a lot from as well this story got a little bit of a block nose today so um apologies if it's a bit stuffy this uh the sound of my voice today but um yeah that's something i really wanted to uh talk about there and of course on this kind of podcast it's hard to be succinct and i guess it kind of goes against the vibe so uh it's nice to talk about being succinct in a very long-winded, detailed manner. The next thing I wanted to speak about is how, just how much the the stories that we make up in our own head about our lives, about our past, present and future, about the interactions we have other people and what we have with other people and what they mean to them, all of these uh, things that 
kind of these ideas that sort of swirl through your mind they they really mean a lot to to I'm talking obviously about my my own personal experience but it seems to me like all of that means a lot like I spent a lot of my uh childhood not quite fitting in sort of having weird experiences moving around a lot going to different schools um and I used to really really worry and care about what everyone else was thinking, what everyone else thought about me, how I was fitting in in this structure, in this hierarchy, like who who my group of friends were, what cliques we were in, how wh- whether we get on with that person or not. And it, as I was kind of getting a little bit older, it's when I, you know, getting towards the end of school, let's say, I realized like I can just actually be myself and be all right with most people I don't need to kind of subscribe to all of that and that that all doesn't actually mean that much it only means what you put on it 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 only has the weight of what you put in it in terms of meaning um I had for example a few um this this topic has come up right now because I was on my um uh, one of my social media platforms and I saw someone watch something that I posted and it was a name that I recognized from my childhood so um no- normally I would actually kind of just ignore that and kind of f- forget about it but for some reason I clicked on it and it was a pro- private profile no picture no extra information um but just the name of the person so it's a name that that rings a bell and it's a relatively common name so it's very very high chance that this is just coincidence but my mind raced and it was like oh my god that's one of those people that uh from from my past that's now like checking in to see what i'm up to you know they've searched my name and now they've gone onto my page they know what i'm doing they know what i'm up to and uh I for a few seconds I made that I made a mountain out of a molehill. I made it this whole thing that meant something really deeply to me. I was like how would they perceive me like da 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 da. And the funny thing is it took me like 10 15 minutes to even put the link of that name into my past. I was like just saw the name I was like whatever moved on. Then I was like oh wait there was that one guy who was like a bit of a dick and he he was like part of that group and they you know roughed me up a couple of times or whatever and uh i remember and then my mind again is just creating these connections it's going like yeah and then maybe da 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 da, da. and before you know it you're kind of in a, a little bit of a a a tiz i'm just kind of thinking like oh god da, da 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 and then i just took a deep breath and i realized like wait a minute first of all it could just be a coincidence I could be making a mountain out of a molehill when this name is a relatively common name. It could just be someone that's landed on this video, watched it and didn't think anything of it. So I've created this whole story that this is a person from my youth that was uh uh, uh like an asshole to me back then. We're talking like literally 20 years ago or not quite that long, 15 20 years ago. So first of all, it's not even verified as a fact <coughs> second of all anyone can go on any public profile so if this was to be someone from my past who was addicted to me back then and they have gone to the trouble of finding me online and want to check out and see what i'm doing 
that's none of my business. That's got nothing to do with me. I have no control over that, and I don't want any control over that. That's their prerogative. It's a free internet. Anyone can go online and do anything. Thirdly, if the intention of that, that person is to go onto a profile and see what the person's doing in a negative sense, to be like, oh, let's see what uh, that person's doing so that we can laugh at it or be dickish about it, then how sad is that? Like, you know, it's been 15 years, for goodness sake. We're, we're, we're older. You, it's quite possible that this, these person, this person has kids or that I've got kids. I don't, coincidentally. But, you know, it's like, if, if the intention there is negative, like, move on with your life. Jesus Christ. What are you doing that's so boring that you spend your time searching for people in the past who you bullied and, and treated badly? Then, like, fine. They've found the profile and they've, they've done that. It, regardless of all of that stuff, whether it's even the person, whether it's even what, what their intention is, da, 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 none of that has any bearing on what I'm doing right now. I have an excellent life. I have the exact life that I want. I'm in the exact place that I need to be. I'm following the exact passions that I want to be following. I'm getting better at them. There's some financial reward coming there. I'm paying my own way without any boss, without any company. I'm just a completely independent person that creates income streams through my own hard work, in my own way, in my own lanes. And all of that is growing. All of that is getting better. I've got a wonderful flat, a wonderful partner. I've got a couple of beautiful cats that I've told you about, the, like lovely pets. Everything that I could possibly want to do is possible here where I am right now. I live in a free country. We have uh, running water, healthcare. I've got one million and one things to be grateful for in my life right now. I know that there are people who are listening to this podcast who are probably in countries that are less fortunate than the one where I live, where you might not have all of those what we would call basic amenities. You might not have freedom to create content and to post it online and to, to connect with people from around the world. It might not be that easy for you. You, you might have all kinds of hindrances that, that make your life really, really hard. I've had my hindrances in the past, but I, how can I be anything other than grateful and uh, positive with what's going on in my life? And what influence does someone landing on my social media have on any of that, nothing, zero. It's not even a. It's not even a, a a speck. It can't be. And so, the only way to make things like that, these little incidences that happen once in a while, and they could could easily derail you. If you're someone who's maybe a little bit neurotic, a little bit uh, anxious, a little bit worried about the past, about the future, whatever it is, it doesn't take a big stimulus to to for lack of a better word, trigger you and to make you think like, oh God, I'm now worried about this. I'm now thinking about this person, about this event, whatever it was. None of that matters because the only way that that actually matters is if you place meaning on it. If you actually choose to place the meaning that you have in your heart and in your world on the things that you're doing and the things that you are following and your inner network and your circle and your community and all of that stuff, then that's what is actually going to be meaningful in your life. This is what I've uh, uh, started to learn and started to notice. This is something that I do in my life. I just don't give weight to that stuff. Now, could it have been a coincidence? 
that that name popped up and it's just someone else? Yes. But it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. I quickly just pressed block, delete, and then that's the last I thought about it. Of course, I'm, talk I'm talking about it now because um, this was an interesting th thing that happened and I hope that someone can hear this and maybe get a little bit of value from it. But um, I really have not worried about that or the what I would make that mean or how that would affect me and so on like I would have in the past. So that's a sign of growth, that's a sign of uh, maturing and uh, gratitude and abundance and all this stuff. And then another thing that, that just popped into my head, which is something I heard uh, on a podcast recently, uh, Zero, which is a fantastic spiritual podcast, I would highly recommend that to anyone. Um, on Zero, there was a topic that was uh, along the lines of, it was this topic that was along the lines of, um, apparently when you do uh, AA, like alcohol recovery meetings in, in the States and so on, um, one of the things that they that's part of that program is that you have to take the people that you feel bitter and resentful about or people who have wronged you, people who have harmed you, people who have caused you problems in the past and you have to... Uh, one of the key aspects of that program, the 12-step program, the recovery program in um, AA, apparently, from what I heard on this podcast is that there's a lot of people who go through that program that have a resentment deep within themselves. They, they, they have harbor negative feelings towards someone or they feel like, oh, I hope that person gets their comeuppance or, you know, um, that person bullied me, hurt me, uh, did that terrible thing to me, robbed me, you know, whatever it is that, that, that happens to people who end up in alcoholic Alcoholics Anonymous recovery, there's a very big tendency that you, you will harbor those negative feelings towards those people in your past. When you're trying to better yourself, you're trying to, you know, what you're trying to do is get away from those feelings. Um, or at least to acknowledge them and to integrate them and to grow and to move on. Um, and one of the key steps that they use to do that, to achieve those goals, is to picture those people and then to pray for them to bless them to think like what terrible motivations must be in their hearts to cause them to have done those things that I feel wronged by you've got to find the reasons why you like them find the reasons why they are useful to your story and that's something again that's really really helped me is to think you know, I had I had some tough times there back in the day relative to my experience. There was some years where I felt singled out, where I felt, um, you know, physically intimidated, mentally intimidated, where I, uh, I, I, I worried about walking around my neighborhood. I worried about bumping into the wrong people that might just, you know, hurt me or 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 push me around or, or whatever. And uh, that that feeling of fear was kind of quite deep set within me for many, many years. It probably still is a little bit to this day. Um, but one of the things that really helped me was to think, you know, those kids that were doing that, that were, you know, acting in that way, they weren't doing it because they are inherently evil people. 
They were doing it, A, because probably I was an easy target. Strange young kid from a different school, sounds different, looks different, easy target, let's just gang up, that kind of vibe. To maybe they're going through some traumas. Maybe they've been bullied or pushed around or intimidated or beaten up or they have a turbulent household, they have a turbulent friendship, they've um, you know maybe never really felt the, the good side of life, whatever. You know, I have no idea what the motivations were behind their actions and in a weird way their actions actually had nothing to do with me it's it's their thing it's what they're doing so I think of those times and I, I think like wow good that that all happened when I was young because it helped me to sharpen my axe let's say like I know I'm a stronger person because I went through that fear and I went through that doubt and that worry and that that kind of constant run around mentally like thinking like oh what's going to happen da, 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 da. The, the fear the anxiety all of that stuff all of that stuff now when I'm a little bit older and doing the stuff that I want to be doing in my life and I'm uh, much uh, more physically strong and able and mentally and spiritually let's say for 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 lack of a better word without wanting to go um, too into the, the realms of that in this conversation, I'm good. Like, I, I'm in a good spot right now. And I got here through that gauntlet with these weird uh, situations. So it's not like they were, in, a, in the grand scheme of things, they weren't a negative influence on my life. They were a positive one. So I have to find it within myself to thank those people, to say like, hey, thank you for that, that, that tough time. I appreciate it because it taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about the human character, human nature, what it's like when you don't quite fit in and how that kind of plays out. And something like that is less likely to happen again because I've become stronger for that experience. And I really, really hope from the bottom of my heart that those people are happy. You know, this is I'm not even talking about something that's so dark or deep or whatever like this is not um you know that there are there shouldn't be a reason why those people can't find like the, the the love and happiness and whatever it is that they need in their lives i hope that they do i hope that all of the people who uh i had resentful feelings for in the past do flourish and do have all of the 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 love and and care and everything that they need because Again, this was a, a theme on that podcast that I'm talking about. If I think things like I used to when I was a kid, like, oh, I hope that guy gets his, uh, gets gets what's coming to him, or like, you know, picturing the scenario of one day bumping into him and t giving him, telling him exactly what you think, da, 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 all of that stuff. It's not for you. It's not for them. It's, it's all on you. You're the one who's thinking those thoughts. You're the one who's like, plotting that revenge and oh my god it's going to be so tasty when da, 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 like they're going to see me succeeding <laughs> da, 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 like that's so uh that's so fruitless there's no need for that all that's doing is causing you more trouble causing you more stress you're thinking about it you're worrying about it so what's really helping me right now is just to absolve myself of all of that worry to not care to just move on, to think, if anything, positively, to think like, bless them, thank goodness for that terrible time in my past, thank goodness that it's in the past, and 
now I can just press on and move forward with the things that I'm really, really enjoying and uh, gathering meaning from. So that's another key um, theme of this podcast, of this show, is to find the things that you find meaningful, follow your passions, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything, and accept the fact that there will always be people who don't like what you're doing. And you're always going to get negative criticism. You're always going to get blowback. If you are someone who's out there carving your own path, no matter how old you are, no matter where you are in the world, that's going to rub up against people wrong in the wrong way. You're going to cause friction. You're going to ruffle feathers. That's just the way it is. So that that's actually telling you that what you're doing is unique and interesting and and worthwhile. So it's all about finding that balance, right? And striking the, the, the perfect chord between the two. Um, so with all that said, we're coming to the end of this episode. I hope you've really enjoyed this one. It's been a really useful one for me. If you haven't already, please like, review, subscribe, do all of those amazing things. Um, this podcast is available on basically every platform, anywhere you can get podcasts. So please do me a favor, like, review and subscribe. It really does help. And I hope that you keep tuning in, keep tuning into the show. Have a look at the other episodes. Find something that's that rings true with you, some kind of topic that you want to learn about. And once again, no matter where you are, uh, I really appreciate that you're here. There's 500 million podcasts you could be listening to. And for whatever reason, you've landed on this one. And that means a lot to me. So thank you very much. See you next week. Catch you soon. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Question This Life. You can listen to the podcast at questionthislife.com, as well as all of the main podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and get involved.